When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Listen, I have a lot of glasses. It's you hard know. to see. So well, you got to see near. You got to see far. Jay, you got to see I'm everywhere. Who do we? Who do, do we you have? Know how much? You know, do you know how much I love you? I, I I love you so much, but I also love our guest that I haven't seen in so freaking long. I who know. Is it? Been... Tell me who it is. Polly Lit. <laughs> What's up, Polly? There he is. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for being here. And I love. What's if happening? I had yes, enough hair, I would. I would <laughs> if for people who can't see him, he's got a little. What would you call That's that? A man. A man bun. I, it's I'm a not cool enough to have a man bun, Polly. Can we, can we call it a mun? Oh, my God. A mun. A mun. It's a man bun. It's a mun. So for everybody listening and for those at home, um, you might know Polly from playing Frankie in the first season, who was kind of an antagonist to Justin and, and messed with Alex a little bit, and then came back, surprise, as a totally different character, Joey, in season three. Which was dad bugging out. Is that right, Polly? Yeah, yeah. That was that weird episode where you were all slimy and you were a cockroach. I was, was a cockroach. It was your favorite you know costume. Uh, I, I have to just, I have to geek out a little bit right now, Polly, because when you were on the show, what were you, 11? Yeah, something like that the first time. Something. Yeah. When you came on set and you just slayed, that's what the kids say it's nowadays, true. slayed, right? So I was dying with laughter and I, I just was so impressed with how on it and on point, I mean, I imitate you all the time when you zinga or when you said something doesn't smell right on Waverly <laughs> Place. I just quote you all up well, and down. So I, I am a big fan. I, you have a lot of big fans because I remember. Did you know that you were because that we've talked about this because uh, we've rewatched your episode, obviously. But the um, the epi- you actually replaced somebody that week. And it was a to- it was a kid who like and he did a great job, but he just was not what you brought to the table at all. It was a totally different take on the character. He wasn't like it wasn't this Italian Tony Soprano mobster thing at all. Like that wasn't in it whatsoever. It was crazy. Um, and then like halfway through the week, you know, we do the table read and then the run throughs. And, and I think after the producers run through, they replaced him. Did you know that you would replace somebody? I didn't know. So first off, I want to say, David, you know. Not to uh, <laughs> not to take anything away from what Selena has become and Jen and David and Jake and, and everybody on the show, uh, but when it comes to true Hollywood royalty, you were the only one that I knew. It's on true the show because of who you who who you are. You know, I mean, we aren't worthy. I mean, literally, and, and <laughs> being able to meet your mother on set, I, I, I tell everybody about that. 
I mean, uh, just a true, your mother's a true legend. Your father's a legend and, and you are a legend. And, and it was such an honor to work with you. Uh, and that was just, you know, me coming into it. And, and then, you know, obviously everybody who was in the film, you know, in the show became what they became, but it was, it was only really, it was double D's as I like to call them. Uh, that, <laughs> it's, uh, excuse me. It's triple D. There's triple a Dominic in the middle. And, and Pauly, thank you for saying that. That means yeah. a lot. And I'm so glad that you got to meet my mom. And I, 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 I'm a little speechless, but that makes me feel really good. And I, and I appreciate you saying that. Bloody story, how it's connected. Peter has known me since I was about seven years old. Uh, Peter wrote and EP'd uh, the show that I was on with Faith Ford and Kelly Ripa, Hope and Faith. Uh, mm -hmm. So when I say I go back with, with Peter, I go way back. I remember when his son Joaquin yeah. was born and like, I, 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 I remember seeing him you know, become bigger and then he was a pitcher, you know, the whole nine yards. So I think midway through the week, I was in LA at the time. And I don't remember if I was on the lot or, or something to that effect. I, I don't remember the whole story, but it just sort of happened where they called me, my agent, and, and made it happen. And um, obviously Peter knew my background and knew I was from Jersey and could do the whole thing. And, yeah. uh, and it went from there. Yeah. So good. It's so funny. And we're very lucky that Peter knew you worked together so we could bring you in. That was, you know, it's so funny how things happen like that. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, it's a small world of, of, you know, you work with somebody, they make an impact and then you want to work with them again and again, you yeah. know? And That's why I'm working with you again. <laughs> well, thanks, Jen. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, and another like crazy connection we were just talking about it before we got on is you know my sister yeah. on Hope and Faith, Macy Cruther. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is what we were just talking about too. Like before we started recording this whole shindig, is is what's crazy is like it's such a small, weird world, life, whatever. Because you worked with Macy for so long. I've known Macy. We auditioned together. And had like our small little group of like child actor friends in LA. And then she ended up becoming a nurse as well. And so like she like gave me tips because she graduated a little bit before me. Amazing. I was like, you know, okay, well, when you get out, I think the last time we went, maybe not the, a couple times before, we were at brunch and there was like a car accident. She's like, I gotta go. And she was like, went to, because I hadn't graduated nursing school yet. So I didn't have my uh, license. Uh, I wasn't qualified at the time. But she like jumped in. She's like, I, I took an oath and like to went to the car accident so to make amazing sure everybody you was guys okay. Do that. It's uh, you're you know that's it's a beautiful thing, well, and I yeah. love that you guys have that uh, her in common. It's just such a small world. Well, did you have a question? Because if not, I got lots of them. Yeah, I I I won't. No, I I had more of a I love Polly gushing moment. We can um, just do that. For I don't know. Minutes. I don't know what's going on. I'm so emotional. <laughs> I, I feel like uh, you know you every. Every holiday, every once in a while, Polly would just text me out of the blue yeah. and, and say, you know, Merry Christmas, thinking about you, you know, any holiday. And it really meant a lot. And I don't know why. I'm like, it, it, it really touched me. Well, so I want to say genuinely thank you for being a wonderful person because there's a lot of shitty people out there in this business, you know. So you really, you, you, you made me feel very good a lot. So thank you for that. Now, Jen has a question. <laughs> Well, you're, he's a class act. I'm going to talk about you like you're not here. He's a class <laughs> act. He always has been, 11 yeah. and on, you know? Um, yeah. So one of the things, like, David, you kind of touched on this, is the fact that, like, you came in 
swinging when you were 11. You were so comedically mature. So how? like, how did you get into acting? Yeah. Who were some of your comedy influences other than David and Dom DeLuise? <laughs> um, but yeah, so how did you get into acting and who were some yeah. of your comedic influences? So, you know, I guess it was, it was a two-pronged thing. First off, I'll say one of my biggest comedic influences is Jim Carrey. I, I mean, for, oh, from a standpoint sure. of, I think, I don't know if a lot of our, our, our viewers uh, will, will remember this, but you guys certainly do. I think I broke three VHS tapes, uh, if you remember what those were. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, hold on, Paul, hold stand on, by, pull, stand by. VHS tapes were things like CDs that uh, yeah. they were uh, uh, about three feet, three inches by five inches, and you would put them into a machine and then you would play. And the big thing about the VCRs, which played the VCR tape, yeah. is that no one knew how to set the timer to try to record it. I, I don't mean to interrupt I you. I think now you're going to have to explain, though, what CDs are. Oh, CDs no, are no, round no, no, discs no, that you put the into it. No, no, okay, no, Polly, you it, go. Right. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. That that's uh, so. So anyway, uh, you know, I broke about three or four VHS tapes just trying to uh, mimic every facial expression uh, and, and get down every line. Uh, and this is when I was, you know, three, four, five years old. My mom would, yeah. would notice this. So then it eventually happened when somebody, you know, would come up to me in the mall or something like that. They would see me, you know, that was a big thing back in the day, whether, you know, the Northeast and my mom wasn't too big on it. Uh, my mom, I'm so blessed and fortunate, uh, that my mom understands what this business can do and, and how it can affect people, but understood and saw how much I loved it. So that's when she went ahead and you know, made an appointment to meet with an agency. And we met with the agency and uh, they wanted to sign me immediately. And I, I, I was blessed and fortunate. Uh, I got the first commercial audition I ever went on, which what was that? No, doesn't happen often. Um, it was an it was an Oreos commercial. And uh, nice. it was so cool as like a six-year-old. They flew us out. We, yeah, yeah. They, we flew, flew out to L.A. And we filmed at Universal Studios. And like we were next to uh, uh, Spider-Man was filming. And the Grinch was filming next to us. Hell yeah. And it was so cool. As a six-year-old, that's the dream. Yeah. My, my <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and two, my mom, my mother's like super proper so I you know spitting and those things are never allowed yeah. so for me I ate so many Oreos they were like they were like here's here's a spit bucket I was like ma I gotta do what I gotta do you know they're they're telling me so uh <laughs> you know it was just this amazing experience yeah so I and what uh, was your first job after the Oreo uh, that you guess, auditioned for what was the first job that you booked well actually Actually, it was funny. While I was doing that commercial, I found out I got two more commercials that I had gone on an audition for. Oh my god! And it was just what a terrible a problem to like have. The boy just, wonder, jeez. Yeah. Uh, well, I was very fortunate. Very, and then I, I wound up. I think Jersey Girl was really the first uh, film that I was in, and it was you know it was a great experience. Another Jersey guy, Kevin Smith. 
Um, and and Raquel Castro is in it with me. You know, we kind of have this, this back and forth where, uh, we play doctor, uh, which was, was a very, uh, funny, funny time. Um, and, and there's another connection that we still, I still talk to Raquel all the time and, and we were six when we did that, you know, we're like walking the red carpet, holding hands at seven years old. I I was just going to say this, Polly, I don't know if you're going to be able to answer this, but at six, at 10, 11, you acted like you were a 65 year old Italian man. Uh, like, you you know, you and Tony Soprano were like buddies. So did you have an uncle? Did you have a something other than watching Jim Carrey? What was it that that got you to that mature level? I was going to ask that same question. Like what influenced Frankie? Like it, it, it just seems so realized so quickly. Yeah. So characters talk about characters. I had so many of them growing up. You know, I, I was, I was raised by my mother, my grandmother, and my sister, so all women. And I was uh, very early on, I learned the words, yes, you're right. Uh, <laughs> so in that I was about regard, to say, no wonder you're a class act. <laughs> and then I, I had a, sort of my grandfather, who was, who was an influential guy, Jimmy, in my life. And he was just the classic Jersey diner cook who, you know, was in there gambling after hours, you know, <laughs> sleeping in the things, you know, just sort of these characters. And, and he got me to fall in love with, with the, the Elvis. You know, he was the one who used to sing mm. Elvis and Sinatra with me. And, you know, he taught me how to throw a baseball, uh, football. You know, he was the guy that really did that. And then along yeah. with, my my mother and my grandmother, who my grandmother got me to fall in love with, you know, Tommy Dorsey, Glenn Miller, you know, all these wonderful um, band leaders of the 30s and 40s um, that we sort of uh, lost uh, nowadays. Nobody really knows them, um, but they made sure, and I was so blessed that 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 they introduced me and and made me enjoy this music and the culture um no but Polly, you're speaking my language because those are all of my yeah. favorites have you been to the cicada club downtown la i actually haven't you know how long okay it's been since i've been to la i mean i don't blame you i'm 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 looking to take a break myself um but if you ever are back here hit me up we'll go because it, it's it's like you step back in time into like a 1930s swing club and it's all um, that style of music and like yeah they have like 1930s 40s style drinks been, that was where i had there. my sweet 16 yeah it was yeah very cool one of my favorite like one of my favorite places in los angeles so if you ever do wander back here let me know. We'll go. Cause that's, that's my jam. I love that music. So I just love hearing someone else who's younger that likes it. Influencing both of you came from your family mm-hmm. and you were, uh, uh, opened up and shown the past, the cool people from the past, yeah. which I think it, you know, helped, you know, bring that up. I want to ask you about the wizards for a second. I know Peter brought you in. <clears throat> did you audition or did they just bring you in and you came in? Because it was like you were replacing someone and it was last minute. And also, what other things do you remember from that shoot? So I think I did. I may have read for them uh, while I was there or I came on. But it was, like you said, it was a very rushed process. And it it just sort of snowballed into one thing after another. 
obviously here knew what where where I could take it, you know, or or where we could go with it. Um, and I just remember, you know, the biggest thing is is the ability that they allowed me to come in and make this part, yeah, uh, my own. You know, even even from a standpoint of my hats, you know, those were all my personal hat collection. Yeah, the flat cap. Yeah, yeah, the the Kangles, and you know, for me, it made the the it just brought the character to life and made me embody this thing. And um, I'm so grateful that they they allowed me to do that. And you know, <clears throat> there were things like we were talking before with the zinger. Oh, well, let me tell you about that, Paulie. So everybody knows, uh, Disney, Disney, if if I may, uh, uh, because everybody, Paulie has a wonderful line in uh, Curb Your Dragon, uh, which is the dog episode, where the Russos get a dog, and you never see the dog again in the whole (laughs) series, which is so funny. But um, Disney said to all of the powers that be who ran the show, we need more zingers. We want more zingers. Which, for people that don't know, is a is a boom, is a thing, is a joke, is, is, a, a, is a setup punchline. Setup punchline. Yes, we need yeah. more jokes. But they said zingers, so then they actually literally <laughs> had you say zinger, uh, and you can't say zinger. You got to say zinger. Got to end with a ga. And and um, something smells. Something doesn't smell right on Waverly Place. <laughs> you know what? I I I'm, you know again. I'm gonna toot yeah. your horn, my friend, because I. I was ready for Paulie to have a spinoff. Right? You know, I was ready for that to be its own show. Because yeah. it was so funny. Like every single thing you say. And also, I may say that there's a newsstand inside Waverly Substation. And there was a, a man who was there who was mm-hmm. an extra yeah. who was a news. But then all of a sudden, it was a newsstand right outside yeah. of the sub shop that you were at which is really funny oh, man. things just magically appear so, yeah they just magically yeah appear it's magic world. it's magic yeah of course well and we were a magic it's show magic. so we could yeah. very much justify it but what we've talked david and i have talked a lot about we we lucked out so much with a lot of our like players that came to play with us because yeah. we had so many people and yourself definitely included who came and just committed 110 percent brought so much beyond what was on the page. And like you talking, like I love hearing, I didn't know that like you brought your own hats, like the wardrobe, like you helped influence, like that brings me so much joy to know that like you were that involved in creating that character all the way through. Cause you really did just yeah. bring it and come and swing in like right from the beginning. What were some of your favorite Frankie moments? Oh yeah. Yeah. First I want to say that, you know, going back to, I, I was privileged to work with, so many talented and wonderful actors and, and masters of their craft. And, and the one thing that is a unanimous thing is that whether you have one line or you have a hundred lines, you have to be so present and show up mm-hmm. and, and be there. And I'll be honest, whether it was, you know, Faith Ford or Kelly on Hope and Faith, or whether it was Ben Affleck or even Meryl Streep, even if you're off camera and you have a line with another actor, you stay there. That's Amen. There's no questions asked there. That's just a respect. That's a respect that you give that other human being 
who is this in the same field as you. And when you truly love this movie making, television making, whatever it is, this creative process, uh, you have to give up yourself and, and take what you do seriously, not yourself. Yeah, it, it's so true. We were talking about before, too, about how, like, when I first started, I had uh, one of my acting coaches who has been with me through a lot of this and is a friend more than an acting coach. But she said to me, she goes, you know, the sad part is, is she's like 95, maybe 98 percent of actors are in it for personal reasons. And in the sense of like they're in it for validation or because they need something something external. It's not like an internal reason. And then there's that, there's that select few that are true, like tried and true actors that just love the art of it. They don't need anything else. They just need to act. They need to create. They're just artists and that's part of their expression. And, and you are one of those ones that like, just in the way that you talk, the way that you conduct yourself, the way that you are such a collaborator on set, like you're one of that like few percentage of actors that you can tell is just an artist and just is there because you love the art and the creativity of it. And it's so refreshing. Yeah. Because like you get actors that are so like, look at me, look at me, look at me. And it's like the really great. Are you saying that that's me, Jen? No, no not, at all, not at all. <laughs> Wait, look at me, look at me. <laughs> I got to do my comedy. <laughs> no, of course not. There's different personality types, but because the thing is, is here's the, the bottom line is, is someone who is an actor because they love other actors and they love the art does exactly what Polly was saying is they show up for their other actors and they're there to collaborate and tell the best story that they possibly can. It's not about them. Right. 100%. I am, I am just in awe of you and that. And you know, if any people are listening, if you guys are listening and you want to be an actor, you listen to what Polly just said, because that, that is the key and, yeah. and making a choice. I mean, geez, we've talked about making a choice. You, you were the choice. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, yeah. You, you know, there, there, there was nothing that was there prior in that part that you did that, you know, you brought it all there. You know what I mean? Like that was, well, that was you were intense. the, you were the only you going back. We're piggybacking on what you said, you know, speaking about business, you guys, we could all sit here and talk for a million years about how the business has changed. But I think yeah. one of the big things and David, you would know the best uh, is that, we got rid of character actors. What's wrong with being a character actor? Yeah. I mean, to me, Philip Seymour Hoffman is the biggest character actor out there. He can make yeah. you laugh. He, he used to be able to make you cry. And he went from character to character. You know, we've, we've, we've made it where, you know, we want to be, everybody wants to be The Rock or Tom Cruise. And I'm not, I'm not taking away. They're great. They're great people. Yeah. You know, we bow to them and what they do in making money. But we've we've lost a, a, a part of the business um, that has that really can help tell stories, which are the character actors. You know, I, you make a great point. I think I, w I have to wonder because, like, the big shift I think that happened is like the social media aspect, and then also to like a lot of the superhero movies. You know, yeah. and so it's like I have to wonder if it we shifted from character actors because everyone needed to be a superhero, everyone needed to be the the antagonist rather than you know, all of the different shades and flavors that character actors often bring. Yeah. You know, because we just, those stories, we kind of shifted from those stories. So I just wonder if that's part of the correlation, but that's an excellent point because you're right. The yeah. character actors are few and far between well, to where they used to be. Yeah. Well, I think, I think would Batman be there without Robin? You have to have a no. Robin to tell that story. You know, you have, he, he's there to help him go through. 
And, uh, you know, that's just the, the, the part of, of storytelling um, mm-hmm. that you have to have. When, when you worked with Meryl Streep, what was that? What was that like? Uh, tell us a little bit about that experience. And now Selena's working with Meryl Streep yeah. on, on Murders in the Building. Yeah. Right? Only, yeah. Well, what was it like working with? Uh, oh, okay. Real quick. They were referring to her uh, in the Leonardo DiCaprio movie oh, as, the goat? as the goat. And she thought they were all like the old goat, the old, you know, but it's the, the greatest, greatest of, of all time. time. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to stop talking. Tell us the Meryl Streep story, please. She is undoubtedly 100% the goat. Uh, she is, uh, it is a, a just spectacular to not only be in a, a film with her and work with her, but uh, more importantly, just sit there and watch her. Uh, when I tell you yeah. it is a light switch, it is the most incredible thing to see. It is as easy for her, like we just turn on the lights. I mean, she has the ability, she's, she's, she knits or crochets, I, I forget which one is the, the one with the one, uh, on set, and she'll <laughs> be telling you a joke one minute, talking about, you know, the news, and then the next minute she's crying and, and yelling at Philip Seymour Hoffman, just boom, just like that. Um, yeah. And to be able to witness that and be a part of it, um, you know, I'm forever grateful. There's another situation where, I met with John Patrick Shanley and I had read for mm. four different parts in that movie. Um, and I kept going back and, and reading with them. And he was like, well, you're not really right for this one. You're not right for that one. Um, but you remind me of these kids that I went to school with in the Bronx. So can we get you, can we write you in a part and would you do it? And, uh, I mean, of course you're like, yeah, duh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. I think a lot of actors feel like they have to. I mean, look, for me, I bring some of myself. I do some imaginary circumstances. But if I want to be sad, I think about something terrible happening and then I can get into sadness. I thought you, you know? pluck a nose hair. I do pluck a nose hair. My dad told me <laughs> when you're when you're uh, filming something, when you're close up, make sure you're no, no, there's no snot in your nose. Lick your lips, he said. And if you need to cry, pluck a nose hair. But I loved what you said that she's knitting. She's talking about yeah. news. She's telling jokes. She's having fun. She's being who she is. And then she like a light switch goes in and works and does her job, which, which I mean, she's amazing. Well, yeah. You know? Like I said, she is the greatest of all time. Truly. Yeah. But, but, but that's a good point you bring up about, about uh. work. And, and I'm, that's another thing that I'm, I'm so grateful that my mother taught me uh, being a child actor. You know, we think that everything's playtime. This is not playtime, right? We're here to work, she would tell me. Yeah. She said, this is your job. You know, when you're done, when you're done doing your job, then there's playtime. And th- there was, there, there has to me, there's a clear separation. Whatever's going on, when you walk through that yeah. building, you're working. Now, did you, it's so interesting to hear you say that coming, because you and I started around the same age. I started at six as well. And then professionally when I was nine. And my, my parents did the same thing to where they were like, this is work. You take this seriously. You, you have to be an adult. I mean, they, they tried to allow me to be a kid as much as possible, but it is an adult environment. So you have to be an adult as much as possible without losing that like beauty and that essence of being a child. But what's interesting to me, and I have to ask you this question is, and maybe this is just a me thing, but you know what I struggled with when I got older was 
I got the note all the time. You're too serious. You're just too serious because I, in my head, I was like, well, I'm at an audition. I'm on set. This is serious. This is work. Like I can have fun, but you know, I would get the note all the time. You're too serious. You need but to like. While you were acting or when you were not acting? When I guess when I was not acting, but I was like, I, I had the joke that I'm like, what do you want me to do? Like come do like Coke on the table and then like do my scene? <laughs> like, what do you want from me? But like, but that was the, you know, did you ever get that where they were like, you need to loosen up a bit. You're too serious. Or is that just a me problem? It might be a me problem. <laughs> no, it's not a you problem. It's just, you know, I kind of, and I don't know if, if you guys remember this, but I kind of, uh, I come in there, I do what I have to do. And then I'm yeah. out. I don't really, I remember, linger, I don't really, I don't really hang around. So for me, I, I, I never, uh, I, ne- I hate to say it. I never stay around long enough to hear anybody's notes. No, it's smart. <laughs> it's a he- but here's the thing is it's a healthy separation, which is probably why you're not like Looney Tunes at this point. You know what I mean? Like you're still normal, grounded, like awesome. Poly. Well, that's, that's up for debate. Well, I mean, we're all actors. We're all a little we're, nuts. That's part of the, that's part of the job. After you were on Wizards and it played, were you out and and people seeing you, recognizing you from that, or from your other work and stuff? Um, there's 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 never a time when it wasn't Wizards. It was the funniest thing. Mm. You know, Wizards had such a impact on 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 everyone, um, and they did a wonderful job of of just sharing this message of this family and this 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 thing that they created and the culture there and people just loved it and even into my later years even today it's just hilarious how many people are like wait a minute you're the guy who wears the tracksuit on (laughs) yes yeah that was me yeah, I'm like, I'm like, forget about Speed Racer, forget about Doubt. It turns such out of a spotless mind. That's what kills just, me. Just it's like you've it. done all these, like your resume is amazing. Yeah. Like you've worked with all these incredible people. Like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is one of my one, favorite movies. One hundred percent. Like it's it's unbelievable. When after you were on the show, I remember going back and watching that movie and being like, where is he? Where is he at? Like that's so cool. Like I just like well, I think yeah. was Jake was. It's in like this too, big time. I think so. I know it's like it was super quick, but I know the scene. It's like I said, I've seen that like movie so many times. I love that movie. Yeah, but that hey, listen, blows my for, mind. Yeah, for me, it was just about you know being able to work and meet Jim that early yeah. on in my career. Yes, it it set me off. It just was like I yeah, was like I wow, um, and, and so so I was just in awe. Then you know when I when and I, that wait, was a good you're... yeah yeah so grandma at her house still today you can see me like six and a half years old with Jim and it's just uh, it's pretty funny I love that now did your love for Jim Carrey become come before that project so you could really appreciate it when you did that job or did it come after Oh no 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 it was way before I, I was okay just, that makes it even more like special I said, with Ace Ventura I, I just couldn't I couldn't I could not. Yeah, I could not get enough. And then when I saw him on, you know, I, I started diving deeper as I got older with the yeah. color and, and, and all these great movies. In fact, uh, the funniest thing, uh, you'll love this story. Uh, and this is talk about growing up quick. Uh, mom and my mother and I, uh, you know, we were so excited. This new movie's coming out, me, myself, and Irene. <laughs> yeah. and oh, my God. How old were you? I'm a, 
I'm about seven years old, I guess, or eight years oh, old, no. somewhere around there oh, when it came no. out. I'm not really sure. Oh God. <laughs> so mom's like, mom's like, we gotta go see it. You know, it's 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 Jim. We gotta support him. Like she's she's super psyched about it. And um, so we go. And we're laughing hysterically the whole time, obviously. And the lights go on and everybody's death staring my mother. Like, how could, like, and, and she has. Because oh, you bring a seven-year-old like, to this movie where yeah. Jim Carrey's taking a shit on the lawn, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, but, but, but from then on, you know, she, she, uh, she told me that, you know, this is just a movie and blah, blah, blah. This is, it was, it was a learning yeah. experience. <laughs> For both of you, it sounds like. Um, okay, so I want to. We kind of like yeah, 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 past because yeah, this is how all of our brains work. But yeah. I want to hear your favorite Frankie moments, and then we're gonna we have to wind down. Unfortunately, like we always do. But I'm gonna grab our crystal ball. But okay. uh, one of my favorites has to be uh, so in the train car with me and David. Uh, yeah. There's a moment, you know, I'm just slapping everything, obviously <laughs> on the ground. But there's a moment of improv that I. That I just, I just, I love uh, because obviously we have such a, a big height difference at that moment. I look up to him and I'm like, "Come down to my level." That was you. Amazing. So you improv that moment? Yeah. So, so that oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was on the moment. And and, and like that's uh, so and they kept it in, which obviously you guys know better than anybody. It sometimes it doesn't work. No, yeah. of course. And, and God, I praise your, your mom, your grandmother and your sister. They did a very good job raising someone because <clears throat> the confidence yeah. to do that, to go in there. I mean, I, I'm, I'm at 11. I, I, yeah. but also, we have to remember Amazing. this. He had worked with like Jim Carrey. He'd had I, his own TV show at I this know, point. But, but like even, he was but, experienced. But, even, at but even with that, even with that to come into a new place true. and to be like, Hey, I'm down here. Boom. You give him a smack. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's a hard position to come into as a guest star or as a reoccurring because you're coming into this established thing and you really have to just jump right in. Yeah. But you did. Did you feel any like hesitation or were you just there to play? No, I'm, I, to me, I'm there to play. You know, I, I want the, 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 the tennis game, right? I mean, t- yeah. if it, the, 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 the essence of acting is, is, is reacting right and and being yeah. able to play off that other person and when you don't have a, 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 another tennis racket that's hitting the ball back to you yeah. guess what it's hard to it's hard to create a, a really cool unique scene um and and act yourself so for me i was all gung ho because you guys remember you know early on you guys were, were, I was fortunate to come in at an early time in, in the first season to where you guys were sort of getting your back, you know, your, where you were, your footing. Sure. So I was able to come in there um, and, and do my stuff. Yeah. And a big thing for us was we shot the entire first season before it was on yeah. television, which was great because it gave us, like you said, and brilliantly said, you focus on the work. It's not about yeah. you and this and that and the posting and the, you know, the people and the, the fame. 
Yeah, and, and the other thing I want to say is, guys, how lucky were we that we got to film at, at the historic Sunset Studios? I mean, you're talking yeah. about a place where Lucille Ball invented three camera. I mean, yeah. you have the genius that is Lucille Ball bringing a comedy to to everybody. And they're like, wait a minute, hold up. Let's put three cameras there and get more reactions. I mean, the, the genius that we were we were in the presence of, you know, it's, it's like yeah. I, I got to perform. I was, I was fortunate to perform at, at, at the Apollo Theater. And, and I got to rub, oh, wow. you know, the tree, the stump. And I turned to my mom and I said, do you realize Sammy Davis Jr. and Stevie Wonder touched this same thing? That, that's such a humbling experience when you come onto a set like that and you understand the giants that were there before you. It's so funny. You're like, he's, I'm, 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 I don't know why. I'm just so proud of you. For being such a wonderful well, he's person. Your, he's your Italian son that's not related to <laughs> I you. I know, right? And then, you know, it's funny what you said about, you know, because uh, right. Jen and I both teach acting to kids. And one of the things I always say to them that my mom and dad said to me was acting is very ultimately simple. You listen and you react, you know, at what you do about what's coming. And you said that you listen and you react. I mean, that's, yeah. that's pretty simple, you, you know, but I mean, obviously it's, there's a lot other things to it you know but 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 it's i love that you talked about like being humbled by the legends and and the ones that came before you because when you put it in that kind of perspective i'm like yeah no perspective but when you put it in that kind of perspective it allows you to just like dispel the bullshit and get to the work that you care about and get to why you're there in the first place and why it's so special is because it's unique. Not yeah. a lot of people do that. The, I would say both of you uh, uh, really appreciated that. We know? had we had good mamas. Yeah, it makes a big difference. We we, we lucked out. We I remember your mom just being so amazing, and I, my mom I lucked out. We, we lucked out with really good ones because we we've touched on too. Like there's there's some stage parents that aren't so yeah. awesome that want it more than their kids. And you and I had moms that just were there for us, and we were just kids that liked to perform and. And actors, right? And, you yeah. know, and and the, the the whole where are they now? <clears throat> I think fans want to know what are you up to now? What are you what are you doing? Yeah, what are you into? Yeah, so so I've had a little. Uh, it, it's been I've been all over. Um, so I just recently uh, last year, I don't know. I think David, I told you, but you know, I I opened a textile factory in Jonesboro, Arkansas, four That's years awesome. ago. So I had this uh, <laughs> really. Yeah, yeah, I had this, uh, I guess, Jen, you'll understand this. Being a child actor, you kind of have to sometimes step away for a little bit and and regroup and and do some other things. And I had this this really neat idea uh, once I found out that a bale of cotton travels twice around the world before it gets turned into a T-shirt and sold to us in America. Yeah. I wanted to go directly to the farm and, and, and make a t-shirt there. And I knew nothing about it, but what I did know, and I had the background of, and I'm so blessed for the business is that anything's possible. Anything is possible. If you put your mind to it and you sit down with yourself and you say, Hey, this is going to be tough. We're going to learn it. It's going to be a learning curve. But when you grow up on a film set, you see that anything's possible. You see 
People come in overnight and they build a set. And then the next morning you're in New York or the next morning you're, you know, in London. It doesn't matter. Or, you know, sometimes you're just, you're in front of a green screen. And and then, you know, 18 months later, Speed Racer comes out and and you have never even (laughs) seen what it's supposed to look like behind you. So when you have that, you know, when you have that background, um, you just come at everything from a different standpoint, you know, and you, you're able to say, Hey, listen, this could be hard, but it's, and and it was, you know, building the facility wasn't easy. It was a day to day process. So I did that for, um, four years and I, and I built it up and, and just, like I said, last year, I, I, I sold my shares. So I've been in true Frankie fashion, I moved to Boca Raton, Florida. You know, I'm of like, course you did. I play bocce ball every day. Yes. Yes. Forget about it. Come on, let's get some bocce balls, hey, get some oh. pasta. Forget about it. Come on, bing bada boom. Yeah, yeah. I go down. I I go down the street, v, VNS Deli. I get some nice sliced deli meats, and that's it. Bottle. You know what I mean? Zinger. Yeah, there it is. You know, <laughs> I, I, I want to go to Boca right now right? and see Paulie. Right? Come on. I do too. Let's take a trip. I'm coming there. Let's so take a trip. I, I just want to ask you this, and then I think we're going to do some crystal ball questions. But what you, so you, you said you sold your shares, but it, what, what, where were the shirts selling? Where, where did you uh, put the product? Yeah. So a lot of, we, we made blanks. So a lot of them uh, wound up with a, with a great, wonderful company, Gearhead. Uh, in Arkansas, and they're kind of uh, they're kind of like this really cool uh, independent REI. So we went a lot with them, and they they used to get a ton, and and they're still there. And then I started to diversify into selling just straight yarn. Um, but now I'm back yeah. to something that I love, which is film. You know, I'm pro- I, I I don't I think you guys know I, I produced when I was 17. I had the opportunity to go behind the camera and produce. And uh, so that's what I've yeah. been working on now. I have a, a couple scripts I'm working on and things like that, which I don't know about you guys, but being behind the camera may be just as fulfilling uh, than being in front of the camera. You know, reading words on a piece of paper and, and watching them be turned in or actually creating them into a film or a television show, it, it still blows my mind every time. Paulie, congratulations on doing everything you do I, I'm, I when i grow up i want to be just like you and i usually make a joke and say you know hey is there a part in it for me but i'm not joking when you do something is there a part in it for me don't don't forget about david <laughs> you're, you're over italian here. dad i can even do craft service by the way i'm willing i'm willing uh yeah. okay paulie well, can i just yeah, say listen, one? yes listen first off that's the that's the best part about producing is being able to call friends you know, being able to call yeah. people that you work together and, and work together again, because that's that's what it's all about is 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 friendships and lasting uh, relationships in the business that that keep us going. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. so true. Well, and I just I love the two thoughts like I love that you talked about, like as a child actor, expanding outside of the business, seeing what else you're capable of, because your whole world is acting. And so to see like, hey, I'm I'm so much more multifaceted than just being a triple threat or whatever, like they want you to be as a kid actor, but also too, like just the fact Mm. of like, I I love we're storytellers. So it doesn't surprise me one bit that you're enjoying telling stories behind the camera. And I'm, and I'm right there with you. Congratulations on, on just being 
amazing. You I always were that. and still are. You said, and I'm butchering the quote, but like, well, you can do anything. Anything yeah. is possible. And that's something my mom always said to me is, you know, you have a gift. Give your gift. You can do anything you want. And what I'm going to do now is I'm going <laughs> to, I have a wand. You're like, yeah, there's my wand. And uh, we have ma- uh, crystal ball questions. And uh, for thing. everybody who's not seeing, I'm opening and I'm picking a question for Pauly that Jennifer Stone is going to. Well, you got to give it to me, right? There you go. I can't read up. Sorry, that. sorry. Um, oh, what's a storyline you'd like to have explored with your character? Ah, that's a good one. Well, I mean, clearly the easiest one is Selena <laughs> and I. True. I, I, I mean, a Bronx, a Bronx Strami Swiss and a kiss never happened. So you know, I forgot about that. And then debt that may that may need to be paid. Yeah, and then she's and then she's like, "How about just nothing?" And then you're like, "All right, I'll give you you know this and a a nice hug or something like that, right?" (laughs) Oh man, I totally forgot about that. Everybody who's listening. A meaningful hug, well, right? Maybe, everybody, maybe Frankie will come to collect. You know, you, yeah. F- forget about it. <laughs> everybody, if you haven't watched, uh, listen. If you're just tuning in now and you've not watched any Wizards, you watch Curtain <laughs> Dragon. Why are you Dragon. listening to this podcast? Uh, why are you listening to the podcast first? Uh, um, and watch Polly in in Curb Your Dragon. It's just, it's some of the best. Thing I've it's, ever seen. I'm just such a fan. There's man. so much joy. I know we're gonna st- <laughs> we're gonna stop just like schmoozing all over you. But like, it, there's so much joy to Frankie. Yeah. Not no offense to like. I think it was Joey that came back in season three. I don't know him as well, but Frankie just was so joyful. And Amazing. you are so like such a joy as a human being, as an actor. And we just we love you so much. And thank you for making the time. Yeah. And just. Still being fabulous and awesome after all these years. We appreciate you as an actor, as a person, an entrepreneur, and a man who wears a... A, 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 a mun. A, 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 a mun, mun. Very well. <laughs> we heart you, Polly. Thank you so much for being here, my friend. Uh, is there anything you want to say to the world? I just want to say thank you. Thank you to you guys. Uh, it's been... It was such a pleasure working with you all those years ago. And, and continuing our relationship on. And it's just so, such a unique experience to be able to sit here and talk to people who still enjoy what we did all those years ago. That's yeah. really yeah. It's, part about uh, uh, the evolution of our business, right? You yeah. know, it's, it's an evolution our fans, of our business yeah. where we get to sit here and, and t- yeah, and talk about them. Uh, you know, talk about what we did all those years ago and share our personal experiences with them. Uh, and, and thank you for watching is really all you can say. Thank you for enjoying. Thank you for uh, continuing to, to keep this show relevant. Yes. Yeah. And and it, we're very lucky to be a part of that and lucky to have worked with you. And Polly, thank you so much for being here. We hurt you very much. I hurt you guys too. And uh, hopefully we'll see you soon. I would love yes. that. Yes. Cool. All right. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Wizards of Waverly Pod. (laughs) Hey, guys. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of Wizards of Waverly Pod. And if you want clips from this week's episode, head on over to the Podco YouTube channel. The link is in the description to follow. And if you just can't get enough wizards in your life, I know I can't. Then head on over to our Patreon and follow for exclusive weekly bonus content. The link is also in the description. I'll see you next week.